Thanks for pressing play. This is Christopher Lockhead. And on this episode, let's talk about, is your marketing plan radical enough? We're sponsored by our good friends at Oracle NetSuite. Learn how to turbocharge the growth of your business with a company that is number one in cloud ERP at netsuite.com slash different. That's netsuite.com slash different. And while you're there, you'll be able to set up a free demo at netsuite.com slash different. And our friends at Spiro.ai are the leaders in proactive relationship management. Spiro uses the power of machine learning to help you close more deals faster. And who doesn't want to do that? Check out spiro.ai. That's spiro.ai today. And don't forget to go to lockhead.com. And while you're there, please sign up for our newsletter, The Difference. It's free. And in it, we share ideas from this podcast and from Follow Your Different, cool insights and inspirations that you won't get anywhere else. And, uh, you know, we've been working on this newsletter thing for a while, and it's starting to get really, really, really good. So uh, check it out on Lockhead.com. Now, hey-ho, let's go. This is Lockhead on Marketing, the podcast that helps you develop the lens for what makes legendary marketing legendary. Hosted by Christopher Lockhead, three-time CMO, godfather of category design, and a high school dropout, who the Marketing Journal calls one of the best minds in marketing, and The Economist calls off-putting to some. All right, let's talk about most marketing plans as a three-time CMO and, you know, an advisor to more companies than I can remember. I have been a part of creating and or reviewing and critiquing more marketing plans than I can, uh, than I can remember. And um, there's, a, there's three things that I notice um, that run through most marketing plans. Number one, they're predictive, uh, predictable, excuse me. Number two, most of them actually are, un, are uncreative or uninspired, but they're not very creative. And three, they tend to play it safe. And, you know, the longer I do this, the more I think that um, if it's legendary, it's probably radical, at least in some way. And so um, I have a couple ideas, uh, ways of thinking about uh, creating and reviewing and updating marketing plans I want to get to with you. But just before we get there, I'd also say on the safe thing, uh, if you're a CMO or a marketing leader of any kind, I would encourage you not to fall into the trap of thinking your job is to make your quote unquote internal customers happy. Uh, Typically, of course, internal customers being sales and the product or engineering or development organization. And of course, I think most legendary CMOs today have internal comms as well. Now, look, I'm not saying those things aren't important. They're hugely important, but uh, I've seen more CMOs get fired trying to make sales happy or engineering happy um, than probably any other reason. And I don't think that's what legendary CMOs do. Um, I th- so let's talk about three ideas for radical thinking around your marketing plan. Um, and I think it's the right headset for marketing leaders. Number one, will this plan enable us to design and dominate a giant category that matters. I think that's the job of the CMO. Ultimately, I think that's the job of the marketing organization. And frankly, I think it's the job of the board and the entire executive team, regardless of uh, which components of the business certain executives are involved with. That is to say, I think our job ultimately in business is to be a leader 
who enables our company to design and dominate a giant category that matters. And what we learned in writing my first book, Play Bigger, is that at least in the tech space, and I see it happening in more and more industries over time, one company earns two-thirds of the economics in the entire category, 76% if you want to know the exact number. And so as you're working on plans, I think the real job of marketing leadership is to um, look at plans, create plans through a lens called will this plan and will the subcomponents of it enable us to design and dominate a giant market category. So that's number one. Number two, in order to do that, do we have a radical way to evangelize our category point of view? You see, legendary marketers, legendary leaders, legendary companies market the category, not the brand. This is one of the biggest mistakes I see marketing leaders make. We live in a world in marketing where I hear brand, 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 brand. And the, and the thing that people don't get is categories make brands, not the other way around. And so legendary marketers market the category with a provocative point of view in some kind of a radical way. So, you know, things to think about in these lines. Number one, are you getting your CEO out there? I believe the E in CEO stands for evangelist. And your CEO needs to be a missionary and she needs to be out there evangelizing. Is she speaking? Does she have a high profile in the industry? Is she on point delivering the point of view? Uh, can you put her on TV? Um, uh, you know, is she, are we developing a big impact footprint for our CEO? There's no more powerful evangelist in any company, whether it's a small business, the owner herself, or in a major publicly traded company, the CEO herself. The CEO needs to be evangelizing and there needs to be a particular program for the CEO to do that. And if you're the CEO, listen, I know this is going to sound outrageous. I think at least one third of your job is to be publicly facing, evangelizing the point of view, building the category, and of course, positioning yourselves as the category queens. So are you out there speaking? Do you have a powerful owned media strategy? For years in, in marketing, we I think we're super focused on PR. Well, in the digital world today, we can be our own media company. And I'm stunned that more companies are not pursuing this strategy. As it relates to PR, when you do uh, do PR, are you doing high impact PR? Are you taking down some whales in your industry? That is to say, is there a huge blog or a huge publication that really matters? And rather than peanut buttering your efforts around, are you focusing on getting a couple of really big, if you will, pucks in the net? And then when you do, are you multiplying those PR re results uh, with the rest of your marketing? What's going on in your website? I see this all the time. Uh, CMOs, CEOs will email me and say, hey, we're working on our POV. Uh, I want you to look at some stuff. And then I just I, I, I just go to their homepage. And normally their homepage is, is terribly designed and it's full of speeds and feeds and carbodingulation speech about features. It's not leading with a point of view centered around a problem or an opportunity to get prospects and customers engaged. So is your POV alive on your website? Um, and look, I, I love the fact that we're in this digital world where we can test things. Data is more valuable than cash. And if that's true, then your data is your treasury. And so experimenting with new offers, new headlines, new copy, new platforms, uh, we can spend a very small amount of money to see what, what works and what doesn't work. And then when we find something that works, obviously we can scale it. 
As we're doing this, I think what you're really doing with your point of view is you're actually driving good old-fashioned word of mouth. You want to get people talking. And you know you're winning when prospects and customers start parroting back your point of view. Maybe not in exactly the same words, but they're communicating the same ideas back to you. That's when you know your POV is beginning to scale. And so as you're out there evangelizing and you're putting together this POV thought leadership strategy, what you're doing is you're creating a sense of inevitability with your target customers. You want them to buy into the thinking and to the language. And as they do that, they'll see things the way you do. And your new way or different way of doing things will become the de facto standard. And what you're really creating is this fear of missing out, this this impression you're giving everybody that you're becoming the industry standard. And if you're open to this new thinking and this new approach, you're one of the cool kids. And if you're not, you better get on board fast because you don't want to be the last person to adopt this new category that we're evangelizing. And of course, us as the category queen, category king company. Um, And then the third one I would leave you with is, um, what is a radical way to generate leads and revenue? Legendary marketers design the category for the mid and long-term and they drive revenue in the ASAP right now, this quarter, this week term. (laughs) And so, you know, look, as marketers, we get paid to, um, you know, run and chew gum at the same time. On one hand, we have to build the category for the mid to long term, but at the same time, um, you want to drive revenue in your company. You need to meet your your current short-term plans. And so um, what are you doing right now to dominate? Are you doing cool things digitally? Are you doing things in a cost-effective way? Are you are you um, doing what my friend John Bielenberg, the legendary uh, designer, says? Are you thinking wrong? As you look at any of your marketing executions, particularly in the area of driving revenue, ask yourself, what does everybody do here? What's the opposite of that? And as ridiculous as that might sound, as quote-unquote wrong as that might sound, take what is normally going on in your industry around revenue generation and lead generation and start with the opposite of that, think wrong, as John says, and then work back to see if, if you can create some hugely creative, different ideas. I'll give you um, my favorite example of late. Um, Domino's in 2019 launched a campaign uh, where it was like, um, you know, if you buy our pizza, you earn points. And uh, after so many points, you get a free pizza. But here's the thing they did. They included all pizza. So they didn't, they said, it didn't matter whether you bought it from Pizza Hut or Papa John's or anybody else. Every time you buy a pizza, you get a point. And uh, after so much, you're going to get a free pizza from Domino's. That's a radical offer. That's the opposite of what anybody would do, which is have a loyalty program, essentially, for purchasing your product. Well, of course, it's for purchasing your product. But Domino said, we don't care if it's our product or anyone else's. As long as you're eating pizza, we're going to give you uh, Scooby Snacks for it. And you'll be able to redeem pizza bought at other places for Domino's. That's radical. Can you imagine an airline doing that? Can you imagine a software company doing that? And today... Just for the record, Domino is the biggest pizza chain in the world. They have over 16,000 franchises globally. And so, um, look, that may or may not be the right radical 
offer or radical idea to drive leads, but ask yourself, use the think wrong uh, John Bielenberg idea to ask yourself, what would be a radical uh, uh, nonconformist way to drive a tremendous amount of revenue into the business? All right. Well, I think that's it for this uh, episode of Lockhead on Marketing. I sure hope you're great. And um, um, <laughs> again, go to lockhead.com and uh, check out the show notes and subscribe to our newsletter. All right. With that, we would like to thank uh, our friends at the Marketing Trends podcast. Check it out. One of my favorite podcasts on marketing, Marketing Trends rapidmedia.com.au. This is legendary marketing across all platforms in beautiful Australia. Check them out at rapidmedia.com.au. Growwire.com. It's what uh, smart growth-oriented marketers and entrepreneurs are reading on the internet uh, today. Check out growwire.com. One of my favorite books, Traversing the Traction Gap by my friend Bruce Cleveland from Wildcat Ventures. It's fantastic. And uh, the thought I'll leave you with comes from Kelly Slater, who said, you're guessing, you're going to guess this one. Kelly said, do something radical. (laughs) All right. uh, Thank you so much. I deeply appreciate you investing part of your life with me. Stay legendary. And until we're together again, follow your difference.